Welcome, welcome, everyone. Uh, this is your host, Mike Sarah. And today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about something very special that I found just by happenstance. So stick around. I'll be right back. You are listening to The Winning Edge with Mike Sarah. In this episode, Mike will bring you a wealth of information he's gathered in 30 years as a building contractor, marketing and branding administrator, real estate developer, restaurant owner, and owner of multiple other businesses. In this new era of marketing, branding, and social-driven world, Mike will give you tips and tricks from the old school to the new kids' playground. So valuable, you can't miss one episode. Mike is also a motivational speaker. He is passionate on helping others stand and look over the winning edge. Mike will move you to get off your duff and be the person you were created to be. Because if you're not living your dream, you're living someone else's. Here he is, your host of The Winning Edge, Mike Sarah. I am glad you guys held on. I mean, I need to change the intro, but I am not going to do it because actually I really don't have the time or necessity. So one thing you will notice on my intro and my, if you what, what do you want to call it? Excuse me, I'm fumbling over my words. It actually is supposed to say MikeSarah.com and not dot ms and i used to have a dot ms but actually i didn't realize a country has i'm I'm not sure what country it is but their ipo or whatever you want to call it their internet uh dot com so to speak is ms it's very difficult i thought it was cool at the time that i did it because it's my initials and you know that'd be great but it, it actually doesn't work in the whole grand scheme of things so i changed that so i need to contact my gal that makes my intro, shorten it up a little bit and get right to the point. So that should be coming down the road. But anyways, I am, you know, every day I, I journal, uh, what, you know, is something going on in my life, just the basic stuff, the same thing every day. And then I add, you know, footnotes or, you know, my thankfulness and gratitude and, you know, what my outlook, my life journey might change or, you know, what other things do I want to add into it? So, or things that happen that I need to make a special note of. So I just keep journaling this every day. And two things that made me think that I need to do this. First of all, it just helps me to realize where I came from. And then on the other as pendulum, uh, where I'm going. So. I got this from a long time ago and I got these notes and I just end up throwing them away because they're not very detailed. And I, I go back and forth time after time, year after year after year. And I never stuck with it. Actually, I wish I would have. There's a lot of things uh, when you get older, everyone thinks, well, I wish I did this. I wish that I did that. And I always think to myself, if I did that, would I have screwed that up and have later on in life said, I wish I'd have did that differently or wish I wouldn't have did that. So I imagine every time you have a redo over, you know, just like some of these movies, I mean, it started with Groundhog's Day and then it went with, uh, I just watched another one the other day where a guy, he kept waking up every day and he, he'd die, he'd wake up every day and he'd die, you know. And then there was the other one, the science fiction with the guy that did uh, Top Gun. What's his name? Man, sometimes. Anyways. 
but I think you would screw that up or I would too. And you would think, wow, you know, I really should just make the best of what I have for each minute of every day. And so I'm journaling here and I'm just kind of every day, I'm just adding to it more than I think. And I, you know, I'm doing the old school. I know I was trying to integrate myself into notion and I, I just, it, it's not like it's on pen and paper. I mean, for some reason, I just can't click over. I know a lot of the younger people, that's what they have. They're, they're not used to writing on with pen and paper, but that's the way I grew up. I can see it. I can feel it. I can touch it. And it, there's something, that connection between your brain and your hand while you're writing. So I think I'm going to stick with it. I will keep trying to integrate notion into my life. But anyway, to say all that, I say this. You know, this podcast is about mentorship. It's about business and not at a technical aspect, just as a real life guy that went through different facets of his life, the ups and downs, the mistakes, um, the short lived uh, victories, um, the short lived pitfalls and and I, I had this long stage where it just there, there was just a calm, nothing going on. There was no desire, no goals. It just kind of flattened right out. And now I'm getting to the point after my daughter had passed away here recently, is that I'm, I'm, I have a new perspective on life. What do I really want to accomplish? Because life is so short. You don't realize that when you're young. And you don't think, wow, I'm going to try to fit all these things in there. And I remember Jim Rome used to say, don't look at life as years, look at it as times. So what he meant by that is that let's say that you're uh, 30 or 35 or 40 or whatever age 20, I don't care what, just take that. And you think, well, I, I think, you know, the way my family has lived and the way I, I think I function up to maybe 80, 85. So you take that and you say, wow, I have so many years left in my life. Well, you don't say years, you have times. So you only have 40, 35, you know, 50 more times to get it right. Okay. Or fit all these things into your, your, your time frame, right? So that kind of dwindles down the years to make it the days, the minutes, the hours, the months, the weeks, whatever you want to look at it into a time period, just at that time, you know? So it, it kind of focus you and laser focus into getting things, excuse me, things done. So I'm looking at all these things I want to accomplish in these next so many times that I have left and do, and I think some days I think, well, you know what? I don't really care. I don't. And then other ways I, I got to stay motivated because I like to keep busy. I like projects and, and I got so many projects and I think, should I add more or should I just get them all done and say, you know, it's it, I'm going to chill out. I can't stay complacent. You can't stay complacent because what happens is it, everything just kind of crumbles and falls in on itself. There's so many other, as life goes on, there's so many different things that you want to accomplish. You know, there's so many things you want to see done. Um, your kids, as you get older, your grandkids and and so on and so forth. What do you want to leave them? It, it, and 
I'm getting to my point, but I'm just rattling off things that are coming to me. And I'm looking at, you know, my daughter and, you know, she accomplished so many things. I was so proud of her because she was just a mover and a shaker. I mean, if, if, if God would have let her, uh, allowed her to, uh, live until another 50 years, man, the the amount of things she could have, the life she could have touched, the things she could have done. I mean, she wasn't one of them type of people. She would work from the moment she got up to the moment she went to bed. And she takes that for my wife and I, and she just, it, it just part of her. It wasn't like the point where, yeah, she did uh, chill out. She did go do things. She did go on vacations. She did have that, that, uh, casual side of her life, but that was all intermixed in her business life and how she was motivated. I looked at that and I thought, you know, when somebody dies at a young age like that, I don't know the word that I could use for it. You just realize, Hey, I've lived this long and I still got so much more time to do. How much can I accomplish? And it's not like we're going to be able to take all this with her. And you know, that's the point I was just trying to make in the last second here is that all the stuff that she did, all the stuff she accumulated when she passed on, there was nothing. They buried her in her favorite dress and they laid her in a casket in the ground. That's all. She, there was nothing. I mean, she did all their accomplishments, all the things she laid out in life, all the things she accumulated, finances and, and friendships and all them type of thing or business. Uh, she had to leave it to her husband and, uh, you know, the people that continue that business finances and, and, uh, you, you know, her life insurance that went to her husband, you know what I mean? So she didn't have any children, but all them things were, I mean, that was it. I mean, she couldn't bring anything with her. So I'm looking at it like these things are so, uh, temporal that what can I lay, leave that would have a lasting effect. Not that I really have some, you know, I could just say, you know what, I don't want to leave anything lasting effect, but if I were to pass away, my kids or my wife or my grandkids, they would want, uh, you know, the benefit from that. Right. So I have a duty to them. Right. So it's not only them type of things. It's what you have responsibility after you're gone. I mean, when you're dead, you're gone. I mean, they, they like they say, a funeral is not for the people that li- are dead. It's for the people that are living. The things that we have now aren't for us. Actually, they're, they're for the, we pass on, they go to someone else. And I mentioned this a while back in my uh, podcast about a gentleman that passed away and he was a hoarder. And all the stuff, all the money that he collected in his life, all the things that he purchased, motorcycles and, and clothing and odds and ends and, you know, all this other stuff, he didn't throw it out. So it was my wife's job to eliminate all that. And we have an outbuilding, uh, a huge outbuilding full with this stuff that we're trying to, you know, slowly get rid of. I mean, we, he had, uh, storage units and housing and, and all this stuff. And it was like, you know, the guy had suitcase, not one or two. He had 20, 30 suitcases and and duffel bags and, and shirts that weren't even never used. They were still in the packages and boots and shoes. And he has probably 50 motorcycle helmets and, 
it just everything is not just one thing it's multiple but anyways what i'm saying is when you accumulate all that stuff and sure it doesn't matter if if, if it's stocks or bonds or or if it's re- real estate eventually as years go by that that'll be distributed gone and used up and it, it, it'll be just eliminated right so it's not like something that's going to go on forever but if you can give to someone who's behind you them things uh then it does have a meaning to them whether it's a real estate or or investments or some knowledge or wisdom or a memories whatever it may be uh you're you're going to leave that to people behind you that got that got me distracted because something else is going on in the background but what i wanted to get into today and i i used up wow what almost, almost 13 14 minutes of of my just rambling but i i i got into something just came across and it was kind of intriguing to me and i'm pulling it up right now as we speak and it's probably not a good thing to do this why i'm talking cuz i I can't function with two things at one time and my mouse seems to be trapped into, there we go. I know you guys can't see what I'm doing, but okay. So this is from the business insider and it, this is old. I mean, it's not nothing new, but it just popped up somewhere. I was doing some research and this happened to come across my uh, feed there. It said the U S military laser can identify people by their heartbeats from 650 feet away. Okay, so we're in an era of uh, social media and all these other things, tracking um, our phones, uh, internet, uh, websites, our computer usage, whatever. Uh, In some countries, video cameras are tracking our every move, right? They say that everyone uh, has an imprint. So somewhere in the world, they know that, you know, you're there and who you are. You have multiple uh, information about you, who you are, what you do all the time, especially if you're tracked with uh, your maps um, and your location. I know I do that. And they say not to do that, but I think I don't have anything to hide. And down the road, if they want to use it for whatever uh, evil means that they come up with, I guess that just happens. Um, I'm not. I'm not a, a terrorist or, or one of these other people that are in the mischief or anything. But if they're trying to sell me stuff, you know, the, you know, the scammers or somebody else will find out who I am. You always get one of them guys from India or, or someone and trying to sell you uh, or saying that they're going to come, the cops are coming to get, I like that one. It's the cops are coming to get you. Now, if you guys ever been summons before I have, multiple times, nothing bad, just things that that as business goes along that, you know, you have to have court hearings or whatever's going on. They don't call you on the phone, you know, all legally guy shows up on your door. Hey, are you, uh, you know, Mike, sir? Yeah, I am here. Sign this. You've been summoned. You've been served or whatever else it is. Or some cops going to be knocking at your door saying, Hey, is your, you Mike, Sarah or whatever. You don't have to tell them who you are, right? Somebody not, cop knocks on your door, pulls you over for no reason. You don't have to tell them who you are. I mean, that at least in this in the country we live in, 
if we're walking down the street, car walks up to us and they said, Hey, you got any ID? Uh, who, you know, I don't have to give you no idea. You got to have a reason you got to have, did I commit a crime? That type of thing. So for some guy to call me up a scammer and say that, uh, I'm going to be cops are coming to get me is, is nonsense. I mean, that sounds like, uh, somebody threatening me that, you know, is going to call the cops on me because I violated them some way. But anyways, so the military has developed a laser that every person on this planet has a different rhythm on their heart. So it's almost like a fingerprint, right? So everybody's got a different fingerprint. That's how you can identify a fingerprint. They say everybody have in their iris, in their eye, they have, uh, you know, there's a different uh, signal there for every individual. So you can do it that way. Uh, you can do it with the fingerprint. Now they can do it with the laser and they can check the rhythm of your heart and identify who you are. So they don't even need facial recognition. You know, everybody's worried about these video cameras. They don't, all they have to do is put a, a laser on, you know, a street, uh, a, a post lamp post you know, or somewhere hidden on a building or a corner or whatever. Um, anything that they want a statue, I don't care. They could put one of these lasers on there and it could identify your, your heartbeat and where you're going. Right. So let's say they put them every so many hundreds of feet, probably a laser like this. Once they got them down and, and building these and billions of units, they could place them on every corner, street post, uh, mailbox, uh, tree. I don't care where you want to put them. And they can map out every individual on the planet, right? I mean, if you want to even think about it, I remember that old movie with Will Smith in it, Enemy of the State, where, you know, they had satellites tracking the guy. I'm sure if they put a laser on these satellites, they could even locate you down in the brush somewhere. It, to me, it's fascinating when I come across stuff like this to, to know that we're moving closer and closer to... uh individuals whether uh you like it or not you could use this far as a police state to identify criminals or you say you're you map out a guy's when he instead of taking his thumbprint well you could do that you could laser his his rhythm of his heart put that in a database and then when you have these all these lasers everywhere you it, when that laser triggers this guy that's escaped or if you're looking for him boom i mean you, they could make these the day you're born so just like you get a, a, a identification number when you're born and you could get uh, you do your fingerprints on a thing at your on your birth certificate they could do your heart uh, laser on your heart and put it in a database and boom you're identified so there's no running no hiding uh, you know, they could probably, you, you know what, just thinking about that, you could probably put it on a computer or on a phone and that laser, you can, you know, cause they have them on the back of the phone to, you know, lights or whatever. And they, they could identify your heart rhythm. That way you don't need a passcode to go onto your banking or your phone or, or anything else. You use your heart rhythm and who, how, how's anybody unless you get sophisticated enough that they can find your heart rhythm and make that adjustment to it 
I don't know how long it doesn't on this article. It doesn't say how long the laser has to stay on your person to measure that length of time. But I'm sure obviously the military's made it so they know how long that laser has to stay on every individual so they can identify that person by the rhythm. I don't know if that rhythm is done in seconds or minutes or how long, but you, you know, it's just one of them things where to me, it's more effective than trying to remember 3000 passcodes to every different site that I use. And then trying to remember the place that I put them in the passcode that is on that site that I keep all my passcodes. So I got to remember the passcode to that site. You can use your finger. There's different ways that they, they want to do your facial recognition, put it up to your eye, you know, use the back of the phone with your fingerprint, all these type of things. But then even when you sign up for it, it says this can be manipulated. So if you were going to have a laser beam up into your heart, there's no way that somebody can manipulate that other than if uh, they had that instrument and recorded it somehow and then used it on your device or your person or whatever. But that might be, if you're running from the law and you cross an intersection and that lasers catches you, you'd almost have to have some kind of device that blocks that or resignals it or scrambles it of some sort, that type of thing. But then if that happened, they'd have a law saying if you use a scramble device, you're instantly, uh, you know, committing a crime so they could, you know, track you that way. So it's just one of these things where I, I listen to both ends of the spectrum where the people, uh, they love, um, technology and they don't mind being tracked because they're not up to nothing. Or you got the other end of the people where they're constantly trying to find encryption, um, instruments or, or, uh, websites or different devices, whether it be email or, or, or phones or that type of thing where it won't track them, take off the, uh, the internet, they take off, uh, the mapping, whatever it is on their phone. So nobody's keeping track of them. And yeah, there is a point where you get tired of things popping up, but sometimes, uh, what I use, if I'm looking for something, you know, my newsfeed will follow me what I'm looking for. So every time there's a new article that pops up, which I like it because I don't have to go out there and search for it. But then again, it, it knows my interest. So there's a database out there in some a uh, computer that knows exactly, you know, what time I wake up and where I go and where I live and what I like to eat and what I buy at the store and what I use my money for. And, you know, how many miles, I, I mean, it's got probably a database on me, it, you know, it, that's a mile long, which most of us do have it. Just like they say, if you use your credit card somewhere in the, in the, in the world on the dark web or somewhere, it has your credit card um, imprinted already once you use it. So it's not like you're hiding somewhere. I mean, I remember a few years ago when a guy uh, had killed his wife and he ran to uh, uh, seclusion, right? And he popped his phone open and it didn't even have to use it. Once he popped his, turned his phone on, it uh, signaled the tower or wherever and it, 
pinned his exact location and that's how he ended up uh catching him he didn't even he didn't even call anybody as soon as that tower picked up his ip i don't know exactly the functions of a phone but um it nailed him within a few hours he was caught and he was out in the woods i mean he there was enough signal for him to get the phone but he was hiding and uh didn't take long for i mean once he had that cell phone on i guess he you know they always say i'm 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 going from one thing to another here but they always say a criminal always plans his crime but he never plans his escape so if you're going to plan a crime you get better work harder i'm planning your escape and staying uh underground um more than you do plan the crime but anyways i don't want to give anybody any kind of ideas but so anyways i i just spent the whole podcast talking about randomness which i love to do because i could do it all day long laser focused into this article and uh i got distracted but anyways man i love you guys i appreciate you following me on all the social media i appreciate you subscribing and if you would whatever way you hear this podcast download it share it with all your buddies your mom your dad your brother your sister your aunt your uncle your friends your co-workers i don't care randomness people on the street wherever you find somebody uh, i would appreciate that because the love does go for farther with me and it helps just whatever because i'm arrogant like that i'm you know so the more people i get to subscribe the more i feel better about myself how's that i mean generally that's why we do this right so i just love sharing uh what i have to give in life and if i can bless anybody or or change somebody's life with it i it's it's great for me and and it builds me up to keep going on with it so you guys have a wonderful day and i will see you on the next podcast have a wonderful day Bye now. Can't wait to listen to the next episode of the fastest growing in your face, fact driven, ball busting podcast on the planet. Visit www.mikesarah.ms forward slash podcast for the latest podcast episodes. And show Mike some love and subscribe and give a five star rating on iTunes. Your feedback is always accepted. <laughs>